0: You're listening to The Secret Muse Society, where we pull out the things we keep hidden about ourselves. What are the secrets that actually hold us back from the connection we crave? And what happens when we tap into the inspiration we have to offer the world? I'm your host, Authenticity Coach, Karen Choi. Let's dive in together. Hey Muse, welcome back.
1: The world is crazy right now. (laughs) I'm sorry to open that way, but it really is. We've got racism, people killing each other, war, people getting rich selling weapons, people getting rich selling children. We have people native to this land who don't have clean drinking water, while we have other people just dumping clean drinking water on the street. We've got probably a recession coming. We are in a pandemic with people who don't believe that there is a pandemic. We have pharmacology companies making big money on vaccines to protect us. But also, where did this virus come from in the first place? I don't really spend that much time watching the news. And so even me kind of talking about all the bad stuff that's happening in the world right now, it might not even be that accurate, to be honest, but it sounds like it's not that far from the truth, right? Like shit's going down and this planet, my friend Allison from her company dot and B recently posted that there's actually enough clothing on this planet for six generations. And yet there is still fast fashion creating more pollution. More clothing and textiles that don't biodegrade, don't compost, they don't disappear. They are just piling up in the dump sites. What's happening? There's millionaires, billion billionaires, spending millions and billions on going to the moon? What's happening? Oh my gosh. So today, I'm going to offer this jelly bean theory that hasn't been totally it's not a totally baked idea. I haven't talked it out all the way, but what's the harm in just throwing it out there and start seeing where it goes? What good is it staying in my head? Maybe as a muse society, we can make it into a thing. I don't know. So I have a theory based on a somewhat scientific study. And to me, it is evidence that can save our world. Like all those problems that I've been mentioned, the war in Ukraine. China and their distribution and their human rights like I, I can't even name everything. It just is so depressing. I get caught up in it. I get really sad. I feel like nothing can help. I'm just one person. I feel like there's no point. If I care about it, I will just want to crawl under a rock and and just let me know when it it's a zombie apocalypse, because I've even said to my family. If there is an apocalypse just just let me go because I don't know what good I can be. I am a nurturer, I'm here for people. I don't have a ton of handiwork skills. Well, I should be kinder to myself. I'm a really fast learner, and I am a heck of a gatherer, so yes i would I could be worth keeping around during the apocalypse, but my biggest fear is that I wear glasses, I wear contact lenses, and the apocalypse isn't going to help me with my vision. It's going to be dark because we're not going to have electricity, and contact lenses run out, then I'll have to wear my glasses, and eventually my glasses are going to break because the glasses I have now are already, I don't know, like more than five years old. Anyway, so I told my family, you know, just just use me for whatever you need during the apocalypse. You don't have to keep me alive. This is... (laughs) I'm sorry. Maybe like, does this sound bad that I would be so willing to give up? I'm not really a fighter. I'm, if I can hug and kumbayas to make the world a better place, that's really where I shot. <laughs> which brings me back to this jelly bean theory, which is based in a lot of optimism and idealism, and I like that. I believe that people are innately good, and I believe that love and care, and attention can bring that out. Even, even, yeah, even those nasty people, if they had to, if it was for their survival to really be loved and to feel loved, I I hope that they would come around. Anyway, so the jelly bean theory is based on the idea that if one asks a large enough number of people to guess the number of jelly beans in jar, The average answer is likely to be very close to the correct number. So I'm sure you've played this game maybe at baby showers or work parties where you walk in and there's a giant jar of jelly beans. Who even eats jelly beans? Well, maybe that's why they use jelly beans because they're not that delicious. I personally find them really gross. I don't like how the outside is a candy and then there's like this mealy gummy center. And the flavors are usually quite pungent to me. I'm thinking about the big jelly beans that we would eat as kids, like back in the 80s and 90s. But then I'm also thinking about the gourmet jelly beans, like the Jelly Bellies, where they have flavors like popcorn and chili. That just sounds gross to me. Why would you want to eat that in candy flavor when you could eat it in real food flavor? But I digress. You would remember seeing those raffles where the jar is sitting on the table. And as you come in, you need to put your name and guess the number of jelly beans in the jar. Well, the jelly bean theory states that the more people who make their very best guess, the closer you would get to the correct number. That is the wisdom of crowds. It's the idea that large groups of people are collectively smarter than individual experts when it comes to problem solving decision making innovating and predicting so this is where it comes back to how the jelly bean theory the wisdom of crowds can save our world we need everyone to be invited to that party we need everyone to step up to the jelly bean jar of our world's problems and put in your best guess. And we need everybody to participate so that we can get to the best correct answer so that we can actually save this world together. And we need that through your authenticity and inclusion. We need to show up as our true selves with our full values and strengths, our gifts, and our vision for the world intact. Now, when I say vision of the world, I guess, does everybody have a different vision of the world? Everyone would look and count the jelly beans in their own approach. I've seen some people like look at the jar and count how many jelly beans are up, Vertical and count, make an estimate of how many jelly beans are around and then do some math around the volume of the jar to get their best answer. Great. We need people who are really detail oriented like that to help save the world. And then there's some people who are like me who actually just go on a whim because I know that I actually don't really know how I would guess. I guess I would look at the base. I actually, I think I'm the kind of person who would count also to make a guess. Or maybe I would just eyeball it and give it a feeling like 1,200 because knowing that my best guess, it's not about me. It's about having everybody invited to the party and everybody stepping up to that jar and everybody writing down an answer. That would be how we get our best guess. That's how we get closest to solving the problems. That's how would we get closest to predicting, innovating, and creating some awesome solutions? Oh, it just drives me crazy this world where people, talents, and gifts are just being wasted on bullshit jobs, work that just doesn't light them up. Here's a thing. If you follow human design, have you ever noticed that if you are a generating person of human design, which I am, we make up is it? Of the population? Or is it 70%? We make up a huge part of the population. And generators, in order to be generating energy that moves us collectively, that moves us all forward together, generators need to be doing things that light them up. And if we are the majority group, and if the majority of us people who need to be lit up aren't lit up, that is a waste. It's a waste. And it's so sad. And yes, there's oppression and there's privilege and this is what we need to correct in our world. It makes me so sad. What can we do? So coming back to this jelly bean theory, authenticity and inclusion, what can we do? Because when you see one person lit up and sharing what matters to them and really being open to learning and understanding their thoughts, and their feelings, and their actions, lining up what's in their heart with what's in their words, being accountable and being responsible for who they are and what they put out in the world. Those are authentic people, right? How can we help people become that? For those who oppose it, for those who don't want it, perhaps we can just love them for where they are at now. I know that takes a lot. That requires a lot of patience, and compassion, and empathy, But if we make space for ourselves, perhaps we could do that for other people. And then there's those who are seeking and want to express themselves. Encourage them. Help them find their authentic truths. Amplify that. Give them visibility so they could share their light with others and light other people's light up. Right? Authenticity is spreadable. (laughs) It is contagious. And when you show that you are brave enough to show up as you are imperfectly human and beautiful and messy and magical and all the things. People also feel more safe to do that too. Authenticity is within our grasp. So the jelly bean theory, we need authentic people. And as authentic individuals, dear muses, we can bring authenticity out of people. Then the second thing is inclusion. How can we be more inclusive? We have the awareness we know. How can we bring people into the conversation without feeling like there isn't enough space for all of us? Because I know it. I've been there. I feel comparison and competition. But how can we focus more on collaboration and connection? We can call out our egos. We can settle that down and say, yo, sit down, ego. We don't need you. You're not helpful. You're not helping us in this jelly bean theory. Egos have no Votes (laughs) votes <laughs> in the jelly bean theory, in the wisdom of crowds. We need everybody's wisdom in the crowd. Everybody. So I believe that that is within our grasp, bringing people into the conversation, asking them what are their opinions, helping others understand those opposing opinions. Even if you don't agree to it, like stretch yourself in that way trying to prove the case of somebody else that you might not agree with. Imagine what that could do to your noggin, how that could stretch and strengthen your brain. Inclusion, authenticity, we need that for the wisdom of crowds. The jelly bean theory will save our world. That's what I'm going to offer for today. And we'll start that conversation. Again, it's not a fully baked idea, but I think it can go somewhere. And hey, wisdom of crowds. Maybe we implement that and see where it goes, see where it takes us. I'd love to hear from you. Again, I am on Instagram and LinkedIn. You can find me, send me a message. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, be in love, be in joy, and be inspired. See you, Muse.
0: Thank you for listening to The Secret Muse Society. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast so other modern muses like you can find us too. I invite you to continue the conversation and connect with me on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Join me next week for more secrets inspired by you. I'm Karen Choi. Until next time, stay gold.